Hey, I'm Laura. And I'm B. And you've discovered The Energy to Heal, a podcast brought to you by Embolden Label. In seasons of struggle, it's obvious what's wrong, but somehow fixing what's broken seems impossible. Here you'll learn about Splunkna, a faith-based method for breakthrough that will allow you to get unstuck and move towards freedom. It allows you to connect the dots that led you into hardship in the first place and release and restore what's holding you back. Splunkna brings together the physical, emotional, and spiritual aspects of an issue. This whole person approach leads to lasting change when compared to traditional methods. Let's get started. You're listening to the Energy to Heal podcast. And before we get started today, I want to thank you all for your support and listenership of the podcast. We have been so blessed to watch the numbers grow, the downloads grow, and watch as so many of you are discovering the podcast and the learning that we're providing. We have uh, received so much thanks from you, and we've also received so many beautiful questions. So we encourage you to continue emailing us and asking questions about Splunkna so that we know what you need answers on and what you want to see in the, the coming episodes here on The Energy to Heal. And so many of you are reaching out asking for a practitioner in your area. You can go to splunkna.com to find a practitioner near you and know that there are many practitioners that are listening prayer certified that can meet you via Zoom or through other online mediums. Also, you can email admin at splunkna.com to reach practitioners that may not be listed on the website. Laura and I are so blessed. We're so excited to keep bringing you this podcast. And today we are going to be bringing you a licensed mental health practitioner, and she is going to be giving us some insight in connection with Splunkna of how she does her work and what she is seeing in the mental health field. So I'm going to kick this over to Laura to introduce our guest today. Okay. This guest makes my heart so happy to introduce to you because not only is she a licensed practitioner in Omaha here, but she is also a very, very, very dear friend of mine to the point where this woman was in the room when I gave birth to my fourth child. <laughs> we have been through so much together. We've known each other for many years, through many seasons, through many hardships. And she has come alongside this Blancna journey with me in an interesting way because of her field and her line of work. So Kendall, thank you so much for coming on and telling us your story today. And I'd love for you to just kind of get started with first talking about why did you become a therapist? What made you want to become a therapist? Yeah. Thanks guys for having me. I am so feel so privileged and honored to be asked to be here today with you guys. You guys are doing great work. Oh, I love the podcast. I am a fan for sure. <laughs> I've heard every episode so far, but also like I, what is so amazing is you're doing work that people aren't by explaining what Splunkna is. And I think that is so important because mm. there's so many modalities out there. Yeah. And the more you know, the more likely you are to try it. And so you guys are doing great work here. So thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Yes, I went, I did get to see baby number four, and I actually moved into Laura's house when baby number five came. So that was exciting yeah. too. So yes, many different seasons and chapters. But first of all, Laura, the question was, why, why go into therapy? Why become a therapist? And really, I'm not super proud of my initial start, but I was 14 and my parents were going through a divorce. And 
The state that we were living in at the time required children of divorce to attend therapy, and I was pretty angry about it. I thought I was for sure not the one that needed the therapy. I was very convinced that my parents probably needed it. So at that point, I went to therapy very begrudgingly, and I remember very clearly saying to my mom, if this is what a therapist is, I can do better. And so through that pride and that stubbornness, I went through therapy, and it was really by the grace of God that I had the therapist that I did because she was very patient, very kind, very understanding. And through that experience, I still to this day use the tools that I learned in high school. And so through that journey, I wanted to become a therapist and really be a counselor to help people. Most likely at that at the beginning of that journey was to help people, help kids, help teenagers that were similar to me. And then that is obviously evolved over time. But so I went to graduate school and that was a journey in itself in that I really learned the program I went through really taught us how to be a client first and to experience Mm -hmm. what it was like to sit in the client chair. Mm -hmm. And I held in it through that and really just breaking me down, making me very raw, dealing with things that I hadn't dealt with yet. They wanted us to be the best therapist through knowledge, but through also experience. And so I'm very thankful for that program and that education that I received And so from there, it was like the sky, the floodgates opened and the sky was a limit for me and how to help people on their journey. So yeah, that's kind of their origin. Now I pray to the good Lord above that I will be as good of a therapist as that person was when I was 15 because she was phenomenal. Yes. That's full circle. Yeah. One thing we care a lot about on this podcast, as you know, because you have been listening, is just getting people over that hump of going to therapy, to counseling. Mm -hmm. In the previous generation, there was a huge stigma against it. And I feel like this generation is doing a much better job of opening themselves up to like, yeah, I went to counseling. For a season of life, I needed it. I needed to learn new tools. I needed to learn how to handle my mother. I needed to learn how to heal from this. And it was great. Mm -hmm. What, in your opinion, is the primary benefit for someone who decides, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to do the work. I'm going to face the things that I've spent the last 20 years trying to pretend didn't happen. I'm going to dig up the stuff that I have spent years trying to bury. Like, why is it a benefit? Why isn't it better to just go on with life, suck it up and, you know, be a man about it or stop being so dramatic? You know, just kind of those things that I think a lot of people think when they think of like, I don't really need therapy. I don't really need counseling. Yeah, that's a great question. I think why therapy? I I always like to play a little bit of devil's advocate. Why not? But really, because you guys are so faith-based, I love that because I, for me at the core, it's I want to receive healing and I want to live an abundant life. And so how do you get that through therapy? Well, through therapy, when you start to do the work and you start to peel back the onion, take down your defenses, get rid of a little bit of the, I think Laura used the word drama or the chaos, you know, peel those back. There's a soul inside. There's a soul that wants to be healed. And there's a soul that wants uh, it to be abundant. Like they want that healing in abundance. And so we know that God promised us an abundant life on earth but we have to take the bold steps of receiving the healing and walking through the healing process. And even if you 
went for just a short amount of time, it's still better than no time at all. Because on the other side is the freedom in the healing. It's the freedom in the abundance. And I think we miss that because we don't realize how weighted down we are, how much we're actually carrying, how much physical and mental and spiritual and emotional pain that weighs on us and how it impacts the people around us, Mm -hmm. whether it's in your job, in your family, with your friends, we carry that into every relationship. And so when we can receive healing, then we get to have the abundant life that God promises us on earth, not just heaven, but on earth too. And so to me, that is the primary reason why go to therapy, the freedom. The freedom and the healing is so much more worth it than being stuck and just pushing it to the side and hoping it goes away. It never goes away. And if you really think about it, it most likely grows when we don't deal with it. Yeah. I always think life is too short to not be the best version of yourself. Like it, and and I agree with you that the trickiest part is the people who don't realize they're stuck. They don't realize they're spewing all of their stuff all over everybody. They think everybody else is the problem and not them. And I just think you don't even know what you're capable of and who you could be if you peel off those trauma layers, those coping layers, those angry layers, and really find out like what is that soul part that you're talking about, the soul of you, who you truly were created to be, unless you've spent some time kind of decoding that or or working through and processing that. I want to take a second and ask you, Kendall, what's your definition of healing? We talk about in the mental health field, this word all the time. And I think so many people don't really know what healing is. So what's your personal definition? Yeah. So what does healing mean to me? So I think it's a process. So we know that God Mm -hmm. can do miracles. Mm -hmm. God can do miracles instantly, right? And we can be completely healed. You can, the ailment can go away. The mental Mm -hmm. health problem can be fixed instantaneously. And so then, but what if it doesn't? And so the other side of that to me is the healing process. That's where it really begins is like, okay, especially like through Splunkna, you've broken off the generational bonds. You've you've peeled back the trauma. You've broken free of those. You've sealed it through prayer. And so through the healing process, or for me, it's the talk therapy, you know, Mm -hmm. you've, you've called the friend and said, things are really not good. You've Mm -hmm. called the pastor. Can you guide me? You've talked to your spouse, whoever you're seeking and is in your circle where you're receiving help from or encouragement that begins the healing process. And we begin to receive healing through those things. We're doing the work and we're being very mindful of it. We are being very in, intentional about it. We're we're like this, I cannot do this any longer. Something has to change. That's when healing begins. Mm-hmm. And then it. I really believe that healing is just a continuation. It sees us through. And then when we get to the place of, okay, like that doesn't, it's, it's not as a primary problem anymore. It's not interrupting my life. It's not disrupt, disrupting my life anymore. My relationships are actually doing a lot better. They're, I'm starting to see some traction in this. Is So then you come to that place in healing, and then you, in return, are helping others through maybe your testimony, maybe your story, maybe you begin to teach things, you are given the opportunity to 
you know, teach others how to receive healing. But really, I am one that really believes in Henry Nouwen's phrase, wounded healer. In fact, when people ask me, what do you do? I, I do say I'm a counselor for people to understand at first, but really I'm a wounded healer. I had wounds that God brought me through and I received healing through my own personal work that God did in my life through breakthrough, through all these things. And so now I'm able to help heal people. And so I really believe that we are wounded healers, really. And that is the continuation. That is what healing really means to me. But I also will say this, that while we're on this side of heaven, I don't know that we can be fully, fully healed because what I using the phrase of being wounded healer, I do believe, though, obviously, once we are in heaven, we are fully and restored to our and completely healed. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Does yeah. that do you does that yes. make sense and answer the question? Yes, it's it's a process is what I heard you say. It's not a one-time yes. thing. Yeah. It's a journey that you are willing to go on and find out yes. what it entails. I love that. And that's why finding a good counselor or therapist is so important. If you've tried therapy and you hated it, it might just be because it wasn't a good fit for you with the yeah. counselor you were matched up with and find someone keep like don't give up. That's that's also what I hear you say is because that's part of the journey as well. Um, I wanted you to also kind of share your story with Splunkna. So you have this crazy friend who's like, I'm going to go get trained in Splunkna. <laughs> yeah. And tell me, like, what do you remember me telling you about it in the beginning? What do you remember your first experience being like? I'd love to hear that. Yeah. So when you have good friends and you have that community, and I know that that's not everyone's story or they're not there yet, but you become all in. So like you're all in, you support them in the things that they do and you go all in with them to the best of your abilities and your time and your commitments. But so as Laura was beginning this journey, you know, like I said, my my background's mental health, and I've never heard of Splunkna. We've all agreed that the name is a little bit different. And so it kind of piques your interest and you're like, Splunkna, okay, what is this? What does this mean? And so Laura really brought me in through her experience of going through the training. But I also got to see um, Laura's family go through breakthrough, as she referenced a few episodes ago about with her son, Noah. And -hmm. I got to see where Noah was through his breakthrough. And in that episode, I just wept because I remember those days and I remember what, you know, seeing that. So I knew that it worked. I knew that the modality worked. I knew that he is thriving and he's doing really well. And so I wanted to know more, no more. And so as she was going through her hours, I'm like, sure, like I'll do it. And one of my number one reasons. Yes. Yes. Sorry. One of the number one reasons to go through the, or to go through it with her was okay, as a therapist, I need to know if this is legit, if -hmm. this works, is this real before I ever were to recommend, back, support, refer. As a therapist, you know, I will not do anything that I wouldn't do myself or have knowledge in. Like that is, I just will not refer a client that way. And so going through the process, I was like, wow, this is, this is very, very different, but this very much works. Mm-hmm. And so when I do Splunkna quarterly, sometimes I need to do it a little bit 
more frequent depending on the seasons. But the reason is I pastor full time. I'm a therapist part time and I want to make sure that I am as healthy as I possibly can be to serve people Mm -hmm. and also to make sure that I'm not picking up trauma or the things of my clients and making sure that, or the people that I pastor, I'm not taking those burdens with me. And so Splunkna seems to be the best outlet for me to work and process through those things. And so one of the things in one of my sessions that we went through is I myself was getting ready to be um, licensed. I had been provisionally licensed under for a therapist, and then I needed to take the next step and be licensed, licensed. And even in like through nationally, through the state of Nebraska, and my whole life, I had been plagued with test anxiety. I mean, mm-hmm. I just have always had that, you like know, severe. people saying severe. So where people say I'm a terrible test taker, like, yes, yes. And so I remember <laughs> in graduate school, the only way I would get through testing is to, through medication. That was the only way I could pass my exams. And that was three years. And anytime there was an exam, which was pretty regularly, I would have to take medication. And I just I hated the fact, but I also could receive it and understand like, yes, this is necessary. This medicine serves its purpose. Okay. So starting, fast forwarding through all that, it was getting time for me to get closer and closer to taking my exam. And I'm telling you, I would open up my email and I would see an advertisement for the exam. And my eyes would immediately water just seeing the subject line. My throat would close up. Mm. I would slam my computer and I would just ignore it then for the next several days. Wouldn't and even this go was back recent. Just it. to be clear, this was not in graduate school. This was within no, no, no. the last year. Yeah. This yeah. was very, very recent, like within the last, yes. And so I was like, okay, I have been here before. I now have children. I was married in graduate school, but we're further along in our marriage. I work full time. I have to be able to go into this test prep season without being so debilitated. Mm-hmm. And my husband would just see these tears coming out of my eyes. And he's like, Kendall, what is wrong? What is happening? And I would just, I wouldn't even be able to talk. I'm like, I just can't. I just can't. So I mentioned it to Laura. I said, I, I need to, we need to work through this. Well, come through the Splunkness session. I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be anxiety. It's going to go back to graduate school or maybe even high school because um, school has always been challenging for me. I've had many teachers say, Kendall, you are brilliant. You are smart. And I would always be like, why can't I test? Anyway, what came out through muscle testing was my calling between ages 11 and 12 where through Splunkna, I've learned that is typically the time that your calling is placed upon you. I had no idea. And what I had done is I had made an agreement with the enemy by saying, I don't want this. And so what I took from him was the test anxiety. Well, I, you can't pass the test. So you shouldn't be a therapist. You shouldn't be a counselor. You'll never be a good one because you obviously, if you were good, you would pass the test. Mm-hmm. And that was the agreement I had made. And I had no idea. There was It was a lot of subconscious work that we went through, a lot of breaking off. So then post-session, post-Splankna session, I mean, I am in the thick of it. We're talking, I have to. I had to spend hours a day three to five hours a day, more on the weekends, just studying for one exam. Mm -hmm. And my next study session, I set out to do three hours. Laura Laura had given me some tools to use, some different methods to try. 
And I sit down, I open up my laptop and I went three hours, no tears, no anxiety, no Mm -hmm. throat closing, clear mind, clear minded, was able to process the information. And from that moment on, there was nothing. I had no anxiety. It was instant. Yes. It was instant. (laughs) So cool. Yeah. That's incredible. (laughs) Yeah. But that's how, but years, I mean, probably 20 something years up to this point. And it really came down to my calling, which inspired me even more that this, my calling was for sure from the Lord and that Mm -hmm. helping people was exactly what I needed to be doing and confirmed it even more like, okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And that was my, one of my experiences through Splunkna, one of my breakthroughs that I had and it really helped our family. It helped my marriage and it really boosted my confidence. And like I said, with what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. I, the longer I do Splunkna, the more I see this theme of like the enemy just loves to keep us stuck. Just Mm -hmm. stuck is the word stuck emotionally, stuck in anger, stuck in doubt, stuck in unbelief in the Lord, stuck in our callings even. And And it was almost this. Yes. And uh, stuck and small. And so I mm-hmm. I think of your session. We literally did it in my bedroom, you know, because it was like after hours. And she's like, I have to study. Like, I <laughs> need to do this. So I'm like, okay, just come over quick. Let's just see if we can get any breakthroughs. So we, I mean, it was a quick session. It was 45 minutes, hour, something like that. And years of throat closing, tight stomach, mm-hmm. nausea, panic, heart racing, sweating, whatever it was was gone in in a night. And that's just the testimony of the Lord. But I just heard that the agreement that it came down to was basically like, I'm terrified of this calling that I have, because what if I can't? What if I'm not good enough? Mm-hmm. What if I fail? What if this? What if that? And the enemy was like, here, I'll offer you this test anxiety so that you never even have to wonder if you're a good counselor because you just won't even ever get there. We'll just, right. we'll just skip wow. it all together. And that's really where you were at. Yeah. I mean, I just remember when you told me I just finished my first three hour study session. I just wept when you told me because I'm like, ah, I just can't believe it. The Lord is so good. It's it's so miraculous to me. The other thing I wanted to share, or even you can share if you'd like, is and this was be, working with a friend is so fun because I know you, you know me. And mm-hmm. as I was learning how to do Splunkna as a practitioner, you would say, well, could it help me with this? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I've never <laughs> tried that before, but let's see what happens. And you had come to me because you were having a recurring bad dream. Mm-hmm. And you were like, can it help with that? I was like, I have no idea, but it couldn't hurt to try. So let's, it, it was just kind of almost experimental. And this was a dream you had had for how many years? I don't Since even know. I was know. in middle school. Yeah. Yeah. So and you, 20 something years. Mm-hmm. And how frequently like did you have it? Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Okay. So first let me touch on the friend being your practitioner okay. because in <laughs> mental health world, That is a huge no, no, no. That's like a huge conflict of interest. You wouldn't do it. And I have had people, when I've talked about my experience in Splunkna, they're like, so your best friend does this? And I'm like, right. (laughs) And they think that is a little bit awkward, which I I can understand because I can totally understand that. What I would say to that is if you personally know your Splunkna practitioner, do not let that be a barrier. 
Because the first thing as they're praying and they're opening the session is, Lord, let there not be any collusion between me and this Mm -hmm. person. Let this be through you. Let me be the tool. Let me be the method. It almost immediately as the prayer is being spoken and finished, it neutralizes the environment. Mm, And it. it does not seem like I am divulging all of this information to a friend and it feels very judgmental. It feels very like just too intimate, too deep, too I would say that has never happened between Laura and I. And that also speaks to her as a practitioner, mm-hmm. you know, it, that she's worked very hard to maintain that professionalism, maintain that where she's at as a practitioner and remains in control of the session. And she will walk, walk you through and she will be guided through it. Mm-hmm. So don't let that be a barrier or a reason not to do it. So speaking into the nightmares, yeah, I had this reoccurring nightmare since I was in middle school. I watched a scary movie and it basically took a root in my system. And I would have this nightmare, I would say at least once a month. Now I have been married for almost 19 years and I would wake up screaming, just screaming. And so my, I have an amazing husband. He has walked through that with me, but we noticed that when stress was like in in life and we were in the throes of a stressful situation or I was more stressed than usual, that I would have the nightmares more often. And so it could be two times a week, three times a week, every oh, wow. week for a month. And so it was getting worse and worse with stress. And then obviously it would wake me up and I would be up for a while afterwards mm. then with the next day would just be hard and this was my life for so long like I never even told anyone yeah so, I didn't like, even know about it because it was probably just so normal for you it would well or like either the enemy had put a lot of shame and guilt around me too an embarrassment and so I was like well don't tell anybody that you scream in the middle of the night Ooh. you know I didn't I don't have PTSD. I didn't have those things. I didn't have trauma related to it, but the trauma was the scary movie. And so we went through a session and I was like, okay, I really hope this works. I have not had that dream ever since. And it has been a year and a half. It's been a year and a half. And not once. Not not one time. (laughs) It's so amazing. This is one of those things that I'll never get overexplored. Now how cool it is. And I think we believe we there's not much we can do about it. Like I, before Splunkna would have said, like, it's a dream. What are you going to do? What, what can you do? Right. I don't even think I would have thought to pray about it just because it's sort of happening subconsciously in the middle of the night and you wake up and you're upset and then you're awake. And mm-hmm. like, I can follow kind of the pattern of what that might've been like for you and maybe not realizing like, I should put this before the Lord. I should give this to him, which just shines that light again of like, God can reveal things to you that you didn't even know could be solved. And right. the freedom from not having this dream is like you actually got years back on your life because it, when your sleep is interrupted, it actually steals time off the end of your life to be yes. interrupted in sleep. Yes. And Kendall loves her yes. sleep. I do. <laughs> I, if it was like a job, I would be so good at it. <laughs> oh, yes. I love yes. That. yes. And I think what, if I remember correctly, it came back to, yes, we cleared some stuck emotions from watching that scary movie when you were young, but also there was just a lot of enemy warfare in it. There was spiritual warfare of just this blanket of fear that got placed on you and mm. had it stayed there. And it's that stuck thing again. It's like, if he can keep us stuck in fear, 
there's so much that that affects. It it just operates on this low level of our life. We're just now we're making decisions out of fear. We're addressing people mm-hmm. out of fear. We're coming to the Lord in prayer in fear. We don't even know it. Right. Right. And I think it what's great about Splunkna is it allows you to talk to God in such a humble way. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord, I picked this up and can you take it and can you yeah. break it? And yeah. And one of the experiences from Splunkna that has happened to me is learning to forgive God. And you know, growing mm-hmm. up, I would have been told that's wrong. Yeah. You know, because God doesn't make mistakes. God's perfect. God is, yes, he is in those things. But for me, I was angry and I was frustrated. And why do I have this dream? I'm just trying to live my life and serve you. And there's so much grace going through the experience of the forgiveness piece. And we know that when there is unforgiveness, that's a barrier. That's a barrier between you and that relationship. And so again, why Splunkna? Because it opens up that barrier, even if that person or that that relationship is no longer, it allows the freedom of forgiveness and reconciliation to begin mm-hmm. and the weight comes off and you're like, okay, I feel so much lighter. I feel so much freer. And that is one of the things through Splunk and I've really learned is, you know, forgiveness is so powerful and just the, what it allows again, the abundance, the healing to take place in my life because of it. Yeah. So there's two questions I want to ask before our time is yeah. up. One of them being the main reason I wanted you to come on this podcast is because we have kind of developed this beautiful relationship with our practices now where we share clients. And I want to talk about, and just briefly, what does that look like? So I've had times where I have worked with a client and then said, you know what, we've gotten to the point where we've cleared the stuff, we've broken the agreements, but you just really need to learn tools now. And I that's that's where my friend Kendall comes in. This is where licensed counselor comes in to teach how to not be a codependent person, how to put boundaries down. That's something that isn't necessarily addressed in Splunkna. And then we've also had the vice versa where you've worked with someone and then you sent them to me. So can you talk a little bit more about that, how that's played out in your practice? Absolutely. So I think it's really important to have a list of referrals. I am not the end all be all. And like you said, Laura, earlier, like, you know, you might go into therapy and have had a really bad experience. Okay. The role of that therapist is to give you another name, another model, another modality, maybe even if that's necessary. And so I encourage all practitioners that are in the business of helping people and their mental health to have a list and know the list. Don't just say, oh, this person says they practice. No, like know them. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really, really important. The reason to share is so one of the things that you guys have talked about through your experiences, and maybe B, I've heard it more from you, is that like you go through this Splunkna experience and then you're done and you're like, okay, now what? Like, what do I do with this? Or you go and tell people about it, your experience, and they don't know what to do with that. And so like Laura was saying, like, and then there's also the step of like, okay, so there's some codependency here. We've got to learn some boundaries here. The processing of relationships after a Splunkna session, because maybe what you received breakthrough was with some of your siblings, mm-hmm. or you received breakthrough in your relationship with your parents, or with your spouse even, mm-hmm. or a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a teacher. And so what do you do in that relationship piece? And that's kind of where I come alongside that person and say, okay, 
So what do you want that relationship to be? What does it, what is it, a healed relationship look like for you? For some people, it's they aren't able to have a relationship with that person. So how can we allow the healing and what steps do we need to take in, in order to for that person to feel like they've moved through that? Mm-hmm. Some people it is with parenting and and building boundaries or having a healthier relationship with their parents and seeking reconciliation from their parents and and it being a two-way street. Sometimes it's, you know, just helping give words to the experience to help them to be able to process yeah. and because what the enemy will do is we'll try to take back and say that was just that was weird and the holy spirit mm-hmm. can't do that and people and and that's how the enemy will lie to you but say no remember in the end of that splunkness session we you sealed that that healing has taken place that breakthrough is gone that vow has been broken that curse mm-hmm. is lifted and so we me as the therapist does the work of kind of following up and saying hey you're, that's no longer who you are. Yeah. Like that no longer has the weight on you. And that reminder is sometimes the, the subtle nudge to like, okay, there's work to be done here. Where else am I believing the lies? What other things do I need to work on and freedom from, you know, through talk therapy? Mm-hmm. Why would I refer a client to Splunkna if I have all the tools and know all the theories and have all the things. Again, I'm not an end-all be-all and I know my specialties and I know my strengths. Trauma is something that the world, and I'm very appreciative of, has really dove into. It's no longer something that you're just, that's just written off. And so when I'm working with a client and we have done several sessions or, you know, we just cannot seem to break through here. There is some form of attachment to trauma that either the client hasn't disclosed to me because we remember in my modality, I can only go with what they say. And I know that that's been referenced in other episodes too. It is so true. Whatever the, and so the client might not be disclosing things. And so Mm -hmm. I can't know, but we are, we are at a roadblock and we've got to go beyond this. And so I say, okay, hey. There's a different modality I'd like to encourage you to try. Here's what it is. I'm equipped with the knowledge and the words and how to explain it. Here's who you can see. Why don't we take a break or pause? You go do this and we can follow back up Mm -hmm. and we can continue on through therapy or you might not need it after that because you've gone through Splunkna and it's been released. But yeah. a lot of it is related to trauma barriers in talk therapy that I've received that I have to say, okay, this is beyond us. We need to let God come in and do some major, major healing. Yeah, it really is a beautiful partnership because, yeah, there's just so many times where you see the client get all this freedom. They've broken down all these things, but you almost, I can look at them and see them as this person who was just simply never taught tactics in life to handle the people that are currently in their life or to handle stress. They just don't have those tools that are very learnable, but no one ever taught them growing up. And so that is the perfect time to say, hey, now step into seeing someone like Kendall. Go see Kendall. She will teach you these tools. I think sometimes people think therapy is just for like the crazy people, the the angry people, the traumatized people. And yes, of course, it's helpful for all the things. But what I don't 
know if people really appreciate or know about therapy with a licensed therapist is there are just very simple tools that you can Mm -hmm. learn if someone will just teach you. And it is such a game changer in life. If you didn't have the parents who could sit down and help you navigate life and teach you these tools and teach you how to let things go and teach you boundaries, that is a perfect place to insert a licensed therapist. So I want to end just by saying, and Kendall, if there's anything else you'd like to add, I'll give you a space to say that as well. But for anybody who's local in Omaha, Kendall does have a counseling practice here, and we will put her contact information in the show notes where we put all the good stuff in case you are hearing some of this, some of this is resonating, and you're wanting to start a season of life where you're ready to kind of look behind you, see what's there, do the work, release the things, learn the skills. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. Again, thank you for having me today. I again, hope that this reaches people that are kind of on the verge of like, okay, I think I'm ready. I'm not ready. I Mm -hmm. think I'm ready. I'm not ready. You really can't. It's like having children or getting married or stepping into a committed relationship. Are we ever really fully ready? Right. No, but we can talk to people who have had that experience or go to the professionals that will guide us. And that's what you guys are doing And I think, again, this podcast is such a useful tool to give knowledge so people can receive the freedom through healing and um, have that abundant life that God's promised us. So again, thank you guys for doing what you're doing. I do think the the best healing comes through Splunknet and therapy. Those are the ones that we seem to see the most traction with. And again, don't let fear have the, it can have a seat at the table is what I say. Fear can have a seat at the table. It just can't be the loudest voice there. Mm, So, so allow those things to come through. And if, especially if you are, like Laura said earlier, you don't, you know, maybe you don't even know you need therapy. Maybe you don't even know what you need therapy in. One of the things I tell people when I'm working with clients is, well, has anybody ever encouraged you to go to therapy? Those are usually telling things, telling signs like, hey, maybe you should talk to someone is is such a good key indicator like, yeah, maybe I should. And then listening to those voices around you. Like I said, it's important to have community around you and people that support you and to walk Mm -hmm. through this with you. So you guys keep giving the words, keep giving the knowledge, and we are here for the support and to, you know, for along the ride. You guys are doing great work. So thank you. Thank you, Kendall. Thank you, Kendall. I'm going to end with this somewhat quote that I have heard, and I can't tell you where I heard it, but it is a big resistance for why people don't go to Splunk. Now, they don't go find a counselor, and it's because I don't know what's going to come up. I don't know Mm -hmm. what will come up if if I am brave enough to turn around and look at my past, and that is scary, the unknown. And the quote is this. You've already survived it. Mm-hmm. You've already been through it. It's sure. it's already done and you lived to tell. So the work that is left now is just the healing of it. So I'll leave you with that. I, If you're listening to this and you have any inkling 
if if it's for you, if therapy is for you, if Splunkin is for you, I would just encourage you, give it a try. Pray about it. Ask the Lord, am I ready for this? Is this something for me? Ask him to introduce you to people, to open doors, and just really invite him into that process and see what he has for you. Thank you for listening today. Kendall, thank you so much for being here. What a gift that is to have my dearest friend and co-worker, in a sense, come join this podcast.